Whoever likes and shares this podcast will receive a free Sprite. afternoon good evening welcome back to the end podcast i'm your host nisan naidu uh man i uh i am so excited for well this episode because it's one of the best weekends well in probably american sports divisional round weekend i am very excited for this one because we have teams like i didn't expect in with all the drama of what happened on wildcard weekend so many narratives and a lot of stuff to get to uh, but b- uh, before we get into that, like this podcast, share this podcast, follow me on Twitter at Nismeister, all of that good stuff. Every ounce of support is always appreciated and much love to everyone that has subscribed, follows me on Twitter, all of you guys. So before I kind of talk about the um, the divisional round matchups, I want to talk about what kind of happened during the week. So I was going to do an episode on Wildcard, like about Wildcard Weekend, and then I admit, I forgot, I kind of got... um. I procrastinated a little bit, and then by the time Wildcard Weekend hit, it was too late, obviously. But if you follow me on Twitter, you know where I stand on certain teams and how certain things ended up. The Packers, if you follow me on Twitter, on my bio says, Go Pack Go. I am so happy we beat the Cowboys. One, it's a double whammy for me because, one, the Cowboys suck. I hate the Cowboys, and they lost, so it's great. Number two, they got blown out by Jordan Love starting in his first ever playoff game in his first season as a starter it's amazing like the Packers are what six and oh against the Cowboys uh in the playoffs like it's it's ridiculous it's so good uh you know Aaron Rodgers literally handed over his ownership shares of the Chicago Bears and the Dallas Cowboys to Jordan Love like this dude is crazy and you know if you watch the game you know exactly what he's doing fadeaway throws uh everything dots everything he was looking very much like Aaron Aaron Rodgers and it was just, it was beautiful to watch. I was watching it with my brother and my dad. Me and my brother were having a great time. We were just laughing at the Cowboys every chance we got. My dad, who doesn't really watch NFL as much, he understands the rules, but he doesn't really watch because he was working. But he took some time out to watch, and he was so disgusted with what he was seeing from not only, like, just the Cowboys defense, but the Cowboys offense as well with Dak's picks, terrible decision-making, uh, and, you know, well, the defense, well, we know where that happened, leaving gaps I think uh, Hembo on ESPN put out a stat that uh, we had a stat that the average yards between a receiver who caught the ball and the nearest defender was 5.7 yards, so almost six yards. That's crazy. How do you, like, as a defender, how do you give that much space to a dude, to a a playmaker who's receiving the ball? They had so much space, so much time. And also Matt LaFleur, you know, Matt LaFleur, excuse me, not Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur coached a hell of a game just running the ball down this overrated Cowboys defense. And that Packers O-line, which I think does not get enough credit, moved dudes out of the way just to create space for Aaron Jones, who had a phenomenal game. Man had two rushing touchdowns on the year. He had three in the game. That's ridiculous. I'm so happy. Um, And I guess I went on run about the Packers. The Cowboys' decision to keep Mike McCarthy, I think, is a stupid one. Absolutely stupid. In a class of coaches where you have Nick Saban, who retired from, I don't know if it was college coaching or just coaching in general, I don't know, but, you know, there's potential there. Jim Harbaugh, 
uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I, I feel like my accent kind of gets in the way of it. Jim Harbaugh, he, you know, after winning the national championship, he's available. Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, is available. Uh, Pete Carroll, who said, you know, he's still out there. You know, he wants to uh, g- uh, keep coaching. Uh, Vrabel from the Titans, pretty good coach, you know, pretty good coach. He's still out there. And you decided to keep Mike McCarthy for three seasons where he's given you really good um, regular season results and terrible postseason results. The guy is 1-3 with the Cowboys. He won one playoff game, and he beat the dead Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in that game, Tom Brady was like, well, I think by the time the first quarter ended, Brady was like, oh, sweet, I don't want to be here anymore. Let's just get this game over and done with. That man was literally avoiding hit. Now, obviously, you know, um, that's your job to avoid getting hit. But once he threw the ball, he ducked. He just didn't want to get touched out there. But, you know, they won one playoff game. They've had disappointment after disappointment. It's I think it's a bad decision. Dak was, I think, is officially overrated. He can win an MVP, and if he if he's deserving of an MVP, I will give him the award. But I will never, ever call him an elite quarterback until he has shown some form of postseason results. I think I've said this before. In my opinion, I think in most people's opinions, there are four truly elite quarterbacks in the league, and then it's everybody else. Those four quarterbacks are Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Doesn't matter what order you want to put him in. Those four guys are the four elite quarterbacks that are playing right now. Dak was close to getting into that, but because he flamed out so bad in the playoffs, well, year after year, I think this was his one chance to go on a run. I I know every year the Cowboys are like, oh, well, this was our year, man. Next year's our year. This is our year. Ah, it's next year. This was truly their one good year to really get a shot at it. They won the division. They were dominant against dead teams, but they looked good. Dak was no, he wasn't turning the ball over. I think he only had nine interceptions on the season. The defense was overrated, but pretty good. Like, I kept saying, I was talking to my brother about this just this morning. They were playing dud teams, but, you know, I have to stay consistent. A win is a win. They were winning games. They went 12-5 and five the last three years. They flamed out in the postseason. It's literally rinse and repeat. I'm convinced Jerry Jones is just allergic to winning. The man says, I want to win Super Bowls. I want to win Super Bowls. My priority is a Super Bowl. I don't think so. I think he just wants, uh, he cares about like the fame and the and the glory, the flame, the fame and the glory of owning the Cowboys, not winning a Super Bowl with the Cowboys. And I think his, I'm convinced his decision for keeping McCarthy is that he keeps a guy who doesn't talk to the media and will not push back against Jerry Jones's antics. Belichick would not, you know, I don't think he'd go for that. I don't know about Vrabel. I don't know about. Uh, you know, Harbaugh probably wouldn't go for it. Pete Carroll probably wouldn't go for it. These guys are disciplined coaches. And the decision to keep Mike McCarthy is a terrible one. Dan Quinn, oh man, that man, if he gets a, oh man, he might get a head coaching job. I think it was so bad. I think I I might have been prisoner of the moment, but I did tweet out that Dan Quinn is not going to get a, is not going to get a single coaching job. That includes being a the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. This defense was so bad, man. It was terrible. And keeping McCarthy, uh, it's it's a step in the wrong direction. It's literally the same thing every year. You need a fresh voice in that locker room. I don't like it. Um, you know, the Cowboys are duds now. They can do whatever they want. They could go 17-0, and if they don't get to at least an NFC Championship game, they are dead to me.
And not in the sense of, oh, boo them. I guess boo them, but it won't really matter to me or to anyone else for that matter unless you're probably a Cowboys fan. It literally is rinse and repeat. Stupid decision from Jerry Jones. I'd heavily disagree with it. This is not winning. And McCarthy said, well, we have a championship culture already or whatever. No, you don't. Dude, you haven't even been to an NFC championship game. You won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, and it's been flame out after flame out every year. It's bad. It is very bad. <laughs> Quick note before we move on to divisional round weekend. The Raiders are looking at uh, or going to sign um, Antonio Pierce as their head coach, and I'm very happy. I'm not a Raiders fan, but if you know me, I rate Devontae Adams as one of the most elite wide receivers in the league right now. I'm very happy for that. I'm very happy for the Raiders. I like the Raiders. I like what he was doing with the Raiders. I think that's gonna they're gonna be a good team. Um they like him, they play for him hard, they uh they play well under his coaching. I think he's he's got that fire you want from a coach. You know, he instills the the team with a fire under them that makes them play hard. You love to see it. I'm very happy for them. Uh, so yeah, shout out to the Raiders, and this is a this is a great decision um, for them. As of recording this podcast, it is currently one thirty six p.m. on Saturday in New Zealand, which means we are uh, under under twenty four hours away from the divisional round uh, weekend, or the divisional round basically of the NFL playoffs. So, I'll, I'm going to go in these games in order of their timing. And uh, here we go. The Baltimore Ravens are currently, the line as of right now is nine and a half points hosting the uh, the Houston Texans. This is, um, I feel like this game has a lot riding, well, 90% of this narrative is on the Ravens, specifically Lamar Jackson. The man's about to win his second MVP. Congratulations to him. He hasn't been named yet, but everyone and their grandmother knows that. Congratulations to him. But now it's, you know, he has to show up. He's currently 1-3 in the playoffs. I think the one game... I don't even know when the one game he won was. The year he won MVP, I know they had the bye, so he... And I think they lost... I want to say to Buffalo. I could be wrong. I wasn't watching NFL then. I only started, like, the year after. But, yeah, this is a... Um, I don't want to go... I'd hate the word legacy game. But to me, this kind of feels a bit like a legacy game for Lamar because the one knock on Lamar is his playoff resume. Like I said, he's one and three in the playoffs. Um, he's got everything, you know. He's already got he's got an MVP unanimously as as well, you know, which is he's only one of two players to do that. The other one being the goat Tom Brady. This is huge for him. He needs to win this game. I think this is the best team he's ever had. The defense is phenomenal. The receiving core is phenomenal. He's playing the best. His arm is on point. Obviously, we know about his scrambling and rushing ability. The man's in, you know. Second, he's the second most athletically gifted quarterback in the league right now, probably to uh, Josh, Josh Allen. This is huge for him. So if he wins this game, I think he will, like 80% of the the flack that we shoot at Lamar and the corn that he has to hold will be uh, gone because he has finally gone to an NFC, uh, excuse me, an AFC championship game. And depending on how that game goes, will you know, if he faces against Mahomes and if he loses, the 100% of the, well, 90% of the talk will be Mahomes got to a Super Bowl with this 
piece of crap <laughs> receivers, with these piece of crap receivers, maybe outside from Rash- uh, Rasheed Rice. And if he, you know, if he goes down swinging in the AFC Championship game, we'll be like, you know what, fair enough. He got to the game, he played amazing, he just lost. And that's fine. That's okay, because he's beaten this, he can't get to, the, he's done, like, in the same way we talk about Dak, but obviously more is emphasized on Dak Prescott because he's on the Cowboys. And with Lamar, it is weird because it almost feels like nobody wants him to succeed. And whatever he does well, people will push back against it. Not me. Not me. I love Lamar. But, um, yeah, a lot rides on this game for Lamar. Uh, but like I said, they're not, you know, the line is 9.5 uh, against the Texans. The Houston Texans are just like the one of the teams I'll talk about next. They've already done more than what they should have. They have a rookie quarterback who had one of the greatest rookie quarterback seasons of all time, most likely going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think it should be Puka Nakua, but I'm not mad at C.J. Stroud. Anyway, um, yeah, they've done. They've won the division. They won a playoff game against a, quote-unquote, like one of the best defenses, statistically the best defense in the league, something, you know, I mean, numbers-wise, they were doing some historic stuff. But they tore that defense to shreds, That their own defense, uh, you know, I guess Joe Flacco, it was a mix of Joe Flacco finally becoming Joe Flacco that we know, and this defense just playing outstanding football. So um, when you have, like, there's no pressure on them to win. If they win, it's like, oh, my God, this is this is a true underdog story. This is the 21 Bengals again, you know? Um, you know, <laughs> that'll be sick for them. And if they lose, it goes, hey, they went out swinging. They went up against the number one seed. Uh, they went up against the MVP, and they just lost. But they already won a playoff game. The future is so bright in Houston. This game means nothing, but it plays into their advantage because when you have no pressure, you can go out there and play freely. Whereas when you have a little bit of pressure, you might feel it. But in the interviews, Lamar seems cool, confident as ever. Um, I don't think he'll lay an egg. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't see it from Lamar, man. I think he's balling. I think Jim Harbaugh has this team. Uh, ready to go. This defense is phenomenal. They have rest. A big knock. Uh, not a big knock, but one of the things that has held the Ravens back for a long time is injuries. So now they have. They've had the bye week. Now it's time to play, and they're playing at home. That stadium is gonna be loud. It's gonna be amazing. Give me the Ravens minus nine and a half. The Ravens' uh, NFC counterpart, the San Francisco 49ers, are hosting the Packers. The line as of right now is. Minus nine and a half as well, uh, hosting the Green Bay, my Green Bay Packers, I should add. The storyline, these two games are very similar in the sense of number one seeds, minus nine and a half, uh, a very well-coached team with two very elite coaches in Shanahan and Jim. Um, like the... Uh, like the Ravens, the Niners, this is huge if they lose because Brock Purdy has so many skeptics out there. If he, they lose this game, uh, it fuels the narrative. And knowing how people talk about Brock, if even if they win, they'll be like, well, it's more like the Niners, McCaffrey, and Kyle that is the reason they won. Brock, I don't think he's going to freeze. You know, I don't think he's that kind of player, but the only way the Niners crumble this game is that if Brock just freezes and plays like hot garbage. I don't think that's going to happen. But at the same time, the uh, the Packers, my Packers, also have the same narrative of no pressure. This team is a seventh seed, beat the two seed first time in history, made the Cowboys 
look like the Cowboys as we know and love. And uh, Jordan Love is playing amazing. The the Green Bay Packers, whoever is their quarterback scouts, man, give them a medal or give them like a million bucks in a bonus because, man, they've drafted some quarterbacks. Man, they've had three back to back to back. Well, back to back great quarterbacks, and it's looking like we they're about to have a third quarterback. I know P- <laughs> on Twitter and on TikTok, the Chicago Bears fans are so mad because now they're like, oh my God, we just got past. Well, we Aaron just left, and we thought we were sick, and now we got this dude who's cooking us. Jordan Love's already two and zero against the Bears. Aaron gave his sh- uh, ownership shares to the Jordan Love. This is great for me as a Packers fan, but no expectations. Uh, now the only problem is that um, that defense, man, as good as it looked against the Cowboys, I think it was a mixture of Dak just like as soon as the Packers went seven zero up, Dak's eyes widened and he did not know what to do. Because a lot of what the Cowboys did was, well, during the season was their points came from scoop and scores, fumble recoveries, uh, you know, fumble um, uh, rushing. Uh, I don't know what to call it. It's like pick sixes and fumble recoveries to the end zone, all that good stuff. But, yeah, I don't um, – I like the Niners, but, man, this is hard because I don't think the Pack is going to win, but I want them to win. So my brain is saying uh, the Niners uh, – my brain is saying take the Niners at – uh, minus nine and a half. My heart is picking the Packers plus nine and a half. I think um, I think the Cowboys will uh, not the Cowboys. Excuse me. I think the Packers will cover. I think this game will be a little bit closer than we think. I have that f- much faith in Jordan Love and Matt Lafleur's um scheme and what they're gonna do. Uh, so uh, yeah, I have the uh, the Packers will. I don't think it'll be minus nine and a half, but at the same time, it is the Niners. They've been blowing the doors off everybody except the Ravens. Shout out to you, Jaden. And um, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm so confused, man. The only reason I'm waffling right now is because I'm such a Packers fan, but I also have to be realistic. But yeah, nah, I'm my like I said, my mind says Packers minus uh Niners minus nine and a half. My heart says Packers plus nine and a half. Go Pack, go. On Monday or Sunday for you Americans, we have two closer games. That are going to be a lot of fun. So we start off with the Lions. The Lion currently is minus six and a half versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Lions, what a season they're having, man. Again, I think both these teams are in the same position as the Texans and the um, and the Packers. I don't know why I paused that long. Jesus. They don't. They've done so much already. They won the division for the first time in God knows how long. They got to the playoff. They won a playoff game for the first time since, if I recall, 1991. Dude, I'm 24 years old. I was born in 1999. So my whole life, up until now, the Lions, in my lifetime, the Lions have never won a playoff game. That is so weird to me. That is ridiculous. But they're free to play what they want. I think, well, no, I think they're going to have the backing of the home crowd. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, again, they were never meant well. At the time, we didn't think they'd be good, but also I think uh, a mixture of things happened in that playoff game, which I turned off after the third quarter ended. The Eagles' collapse needs to be studied. I don't want to go into that much, one too much because I just don't want to. I it's, it's, I feel like almost disgusted when I talk about the you know this current Eagles team. But Todd Bowles coached an amazing scheme. You know he gave J- you know he just blitzed the hell out of. Jalen, Nick Sirianni could not adjust, and they made the Eagles look like the Cowboys. The NFC East came off as a blow. Yeah, the NFC East was 
the uh, well the fraud division I guess of this of uh, this year you know <laughs> two very good teams two teams with double digit uh wins on the regular season and they flame out in the um in the wild card round but uh I'm taking the I'll take the Lions at minus six and a half I think the script is very much on the side of the um. Of the Lions with the the season they've been having, Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, Aiden Hutchinson, all those guys are just, you know, they're just so good. This team is so fun to watch. I think like, as even though they are like divisional rivals for me, like, this is what you love to see. This is what sports is all about: the underdog story, the long narratives of droughts finally being broken and fans finally getting the happiness they deserve. You can't help but root for this team. I I just yeah you know, I believe that you cannot help but root for these Lions. The brand new Lions are a team to be reckoned with. And I think their part of the Super Bowl got a little bit easier because now they don't have to face uh, the Eagles or the Cowboys. They have to go up against the Juggernaut Niners, most likely, in the uh, NFC Championship game. But if they get to an NFC Championship game, that's huge for them. They haven't won a playoff game since 91. And then their first... And now that they've won the division, they win two playoff games in the NFC Championship game. Detroit's going to be, you know, buzzing regardless they win or lose it's a great story for them i'm going with the lions uh minus six and a half and finally we have the potential game of the year the buffalo bills hosting the kansas city chiefs chapter three of the mahomes versus allen storyline mahomes is two and oh against josh allen in the playoffs the first time was a blowout in the NF- in the AFC Championship game. Uh, was it? I think it was the year they the year the Chiefs um lost to the Buccaneers. I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure that was the year they lost to the Buccaneers. And then one of the greatest games in history, the 2021 divisional round, the 13th second game, as everyone knows, one of the greatest games of all time, one of the greatest shootouts, quarterback shootouts of all time. You know, a game that will go down in history as one of the all time greats. But now it is a little bit script, uh, uh, flipped. Patrick Mahomes is on the road for the first time in his playoff career. If you actually think about that, that's ridiculous. Like Mahomes is, you know, one of the, the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Top 10 all-time already. Top 6 maybe on my list. Top 7. He's phenomenal. He's amazing. And he's on the road for the first time. Like When you actually think about that, that shows how dominant he's been with these with this Kansas City Chiefs. But the line, as of right now, the Bills are minus two and a half. Two and a half point favorites at home versus their uh, their quote-unquote rivals. Some people don't want to say rivalry because, you know, the Ch- some say the Chiefs have their number. But this is Josh's one, I think this is his best chance to get Mahomes because he's hosting. He finally gets to host. They finally get to host the Chiefs. B- Bills Mafia is going to go crazy. We know how much they hate the Chiefs. So that team's going to be buzzing. The home crowd, the noise will have to, will definitely uh, initially maybe have an effect. Maybe not on Patrick, but definitely probably on those other players. Um, that receiving core, which I think is a uh, you know a bunch of tomato cans. Shout out Chris Brassard. But yeah, um, this game is going to be interesting because this is not the best teams they've ever had. Because well, for Mahomes, it's definitely not the best team he's ever had. It's the best defense he's ever had. Absolutely. But his receiving core is dog. Uh, the O line man, oh, what's the guy's name? I keep forgetting it. Their left, uh, 
I think he's there. He's one of the uh, uh, oh, he's one of the uh, offensive tackles. This dude, man, he cannot. He he. Why does he false start all the time? He false starts all the damn time. In that cold weather with that crowd buzzing, it you know he might be a liability out there. Kadarius Tony is a liability. Period. Um. Uh, what's is it? KVS. I, I keep forgetting his name, man. It's so bloody long. Uh. Valdez Scantley, he's a dud. The only real player that, well, the only two players I think Mahomes has is, well, three. The only place he has is himself and his uh, his amazing uh, Mahomes magic. He has Kelsey, who is breaking down, but that Mahomes-Kelsey um, duo, you have to respect it because they they figure it out. When, you have a, when they have such a connection, they'll figure it out. And you have Rasheed Rice, who's pretty good. So he doesn't have much to work with. But at the same time, he's Patrick Mahomes. Great players make great plays. Great players will their teams to win. So this is going to be a fun game of Mahomes Magic versus Josh Allen Superman. I've said it m- many times on this podcast. Josh Allen is Superman. Patrick Mahomes, he is, you know, he's Iron Man. But he's got that magic, you know, Mahomes Magic. So it's, you know, Mahomes Magic versus Superman. You know, it's going to be so much fun. Um the stipulations of this game is huge because if Mahomes loses, it's well, Mahomes loses. That's a, that's always a big deal, you know. Mahomes loses in the playoffs, you know, that's a big deal. It'll be Josh Allen finally gets over the um, the hump of um, that is the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. You know, uh, everyone knows that um, in the AFC, like all the elite teams, you gotta you're gonna have to go through either Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes and. Well, for Josh Allen, at least, he knows that. I think he's always known since their rivalry has begun. If he's going to get to Super Bowl, he needs to go through Patrick Mahomes. And this is his one chance to do it. Um, like, the only problem is the that uh, they are so banged up defensively. I feel like after every play against the Pittsburgh Steelers, someone was going out. They've got, they're missing safeties. They're missing a linebackers. I think they're missing one of their D tackles. Um, man, so I think, you know, rest has been good for them, but they have a shorter week than the Chiefs, which I think might play into the Chiefs' hands a little bit. But, you know, you can't account for these for these guys because both these quarterbacks are so good that they're going to make something happen out of nothing. So, you know, like I said, you know me, you know I love Josh Allen. I'm skeptical, but give me the ch- uh, the Buffalo Bills at uh, minus two and a half. I think, uh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to change my pick on the Niners. Give me the Packers. I'm going for it, man. I'm taking a swing at it. I'm supporting my guys to the end. Give me the Packers plus nine and a half. So um, my picks for the uh, divisional round is uh, give me the Ravens minus nine, and a half, minus nine and a half against the Houston Texans. Give me the, da- the Green Bay Packers plus nine and a half against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Give me the Lions, minus 6.5 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And give me the Buffalo Bills, minus 2.5 against the Kansas City Chiefs. One more thing on my notes here. If the the storylines at the end of the game are going to be crazy, regardless of who wins that Buffalo game. If the Chiefs get the win, it'll be Mahomes with this Dead, with these dead receivers and this, you know, with a struggling team, willed his way, beat his quote-unquote rival on the road, and willed his team into the AFC Championship game. And Sean McDermott, I think, will get fired. 
If the Bills win, praise will go to Josh Allen. Sean McDermott, I think, is sealed for his job. He will keep his job unless they flame out bad in the AFC Championship game. And it'll be Josh Allen gets, um, he finally gets over that. He gets he that monkey off his back. And, um, you know, two and one looks, it creates more drama in the rivalry than three and oh in Josh's case. You know, I would know I'm a Bengals fan. You know, that three and oh looked nice, but not three and one. It, it adds a little bit more tension to it. So two and one, uh, for Josh would be huge. Um, yep. I'm going for the Bills all the way. I'm very skeptical, but I think at the end of the day, you have Josh Allen, and if you're the Chiefs, you have Patrick Mahomes. That's good enough if you're either of those teams. You have to look at that and be like, we have two superhumans quarterbacks. If the game gets to a point where they need to make a play, we, if I'm the team, I'm putting all of my faith in that, and I have all right to put all of my faith in those two guys because they've earned it. You know, Josh Allen might not have the credentials, and nope, but we know the talent that is Josh Allen. The guy's Superman. Mahomes is Mahomes. Mahomes magic. You put your faith in that, and it's going to be a great game. It's going to light the world on fire. I will be there no matter what. I'm going to be tweeting, so uh, look for me there. So, yeah, we have an, uh, a really fun divisional round coming up for these NFL playoffs. Uh, I'm so excited, man. I'm going to be tweeting about it. I'm going to miss the Packers game. I'll be at work, unfortunately. But I will keep up to date as much as I can. I will tweet out as much as I can. So uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, you know, follow me on Twitter, at Meister. I'm going to be tweeting during the games. Uh, like this podcast. Share this podcast. All of that good stuff. I'll see you guys next time.